The focus for our, our topic tonight is going to be about faith. And there's a million ways we can have a, a topic of faith taught about, the faith of David, so many um, sermons on uh, faith, but I'll just share with you tonight what God has put on my heart. <clears throat> but I also thought God is always so specific how he does topics. We can think things are just maybe even our thoughts or our ideas, but I see here we are in the new year, God is already focusing on our faith big time. I, this was put on my heart back in December. December, uh, or maybe even November, uh, this topic. <clears throat> and then last week, there's Pastor Jim giving a sermon on courageous faith. And then the God gives uh, Cynthia Shofflet a word about faith that moves mountains. And here Wednesday night, which is not even known about, this is going to be another teaching and message about faith. So I'm thinking, God, you are doing something in this new year with this pattern already. You want faith to move mountains. So this is, um, this is an exciting new year and what an opportunity, I think, for us to really um, just um, grab hold of, of faith. Uh, so... <clears throat> So I also want to say, too, that this church, I've probably been here, I want to say maybe, I'm guessing, eight, 18 years. And I want to thank this church and all the pastors for how much faith I have learned from this great church. The teachers, the preachers have been so wonderful. I thank God for each and every one of you, whether you realize it or not. So many people I have grasped some faith from, so many people from things people have said or shared. So I thank God for the body in this church that shares faith and grows faith in one another. Uh, so the one great thing about faith is that no matter who you are, where you are, every one of us can grow faith. If you're born, born again a week or 50 years, your faith can grow. There's no limits to how far and wide our faith can grow. And also I was thinking about, you know, faith has so many facets because our life has so many facets. Things are coming upon us in this generation we have never seen before that we need different levels of faith for. And as we go through seasons of life, we need different faith for when our kids are little or older, faith for a job, faith for family members, so many different areas we need faith in the Lord in. So no matter where we are, we can all grow our faith right where we are forward. So our goal tonight um, is, of course, to glorify God Almighty and to grow our faith as a substance, to make it more tangible and um, more explainable and factual than the mystery. Honestly, the devil loves to work in mysteries. He does not want us to know how factual our faith is, you know. Um, so let's just uh, uh, bow our heads and just uh, pray that the Lord will be glorified. Well, Father... You know we're here for you, Lord Jesus. We worship you with all that we have and all that we are. And we thank you, God, that you speak through your word tonight, Lord God, because it is your word and your voice and your heartbeat, Lord God, that we are here to listen to, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you dwell within each and every one of us to teach us and to grab hold of the word tonight in a greater way. So, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your anointing on each and every one of us by your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that we are united in faith to grow forward and grow upward in you, almighty God. Thank you, God, that you know exactly where our heart is. You know exactly where it has to move forward in. And we just thank you in advance for what you already are doing in our hearts, God, because it's who you are and what you do. And we give you all honor and glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.
So, um, so our main scripture tonight is Hebrews 11.1. 1. And I thought, isn't it interesting tonight that our day today is 1.11? I just think God is fun sometimes. Sometimes we just got to notice even the little things. So this is our main subject tonight is that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And we can say, gee, we've heard these scriptures before. Have we ever realized the depth of what this one verse even says? How is faith a substance and how is it evidence of things not seen? Well, this is God's living and active word, so he's going to tell us about it. So if we look at substance as something tangible, and evidence is a body of facts, and the book of the word of God is a book of factual truths, even though it's all in the spirit realm. God makes, our, makes the uh, spirit realm and our faith a tangible substance because he says he does. So faith is going to be a tangible existence of things hoped for and a body of facts of things not seen. This is what gives us our confidence in the Lord. Uh, God had given me um, just a simple acronym for faith, for whatever it's worth. It was meaningful to me. For faith, he gave me it's fully active in the heart. So if we wonder where our faith is, it's really not in our mind, you know, it's um, because God says in his uh, word in Proverbs 23, 7, he says, for as a man thinks in his heart, he is. So what we keep in our mind is not what we live from. We live from what we live from is what's in our hearts. So our mind is actually a sorting place and a threshold where we make the decision of what we are going to allow to take residence up in our heart. That's why God tells, tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. If it's not from the Lord, we do not want it to come down into our heart where our believer is. So um, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we use our mind for good purposes to, to clear out what is not of the Lord and not let it take root in our heart where our Lord lives and where our faith is resident. So faith lived out is from our hearts. And it's, um, I love where God said it's fully active in the heart. Our faith is to be fully active. Um, uh, and because our faith is from our heart is where Christ dwells and that's where his love is. Our, our faith is our love relationship with God. Our faith is our relationship with him every moment of every day. Faith is not separate from who he is and who we are. Our faith is our relationship with almighty God. Uh, let's look at uh, scripture Romans 5 verses 1 through 5. This will show us about so much about faith. It says, this is what the Lord Jesus did for us. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we remember the word justified, what Christ did is so big. And to put that into one word, justified, we became in a right standing with God. The minute we believed in Jesus Christ, it's justified, never sinned. Because the minute we said yes to Jesus, our sins were removed from us and the Father remembers them no more. So we are justified by faith. This is the power of what faith has done for us. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into his grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. 
And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that the tribulations will produce perseverance in us. We see the work God has. All of us suffer uh, tribulations and persecutions and troubles in this world. The Lord Jesus told us we would have them, and we all have them in one way or another. But God he doesn't work like after the problem is over. He works in the midst of all our problems, all our tribulations. He's right in our midst. Look, he wants us to be perseverers through these with him. And this perseverance builds our faith so strong and it builds our character. And then our character gives us such hope. But I love verse five. It says, now hope, it does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given us. I love God's power and his word. He says his love is poured out in our heart. He didn't just give a little bit. He poured out his love in our heart. That's where Christ dwells and that's where our, fa our faith dwells. And it's all by the power of God's love. Uh, verse uh, 2 Peter 1.3 says, this is a promise that we have that we have to live from. His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. I love this. He already has given us everything we need. Everything we need. Uh, this is the substance of our faith. When we realize we have everything we need for life and godliness. We already have it. That's a tangible gift from God that we don't see as tangible, but it's absolutely factual and absolutely true. So this is a fact of all the gifts God gives us. He gives us so many gifts. Makes me think of that James verse that every good and perfect gift comes down from our Father of lights. So we have so many gifts, we don't even have time to list them all. But this is an important scripture that we all have to remember and help to encourage one another in. Romans 12 verse 3 says, For I say, through the grace given me to everyone who is among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. Now that's a substance. If God measured faith to us, that is an absolute substance. And that means we always have faith. We never are without faith. We just end up being in the midst of the arrows from the evil one that can shoot a lot of lies to say you don't have faith. You don't have enough faith. You don't have this. We have a factual substance of God's word that we are given measures of faith. That is distinct, that is purposeful from our God. He measures every single thing we need. We never run short of God and whatever we need, he has measured it to us. So this is a great truth about this, that many times believers we can even hear say, you know, oh, I wish I had faith for this and I wish I had faith for that because circumstances can come in and overwhelm us so many times. But the fact of the truth is no matter what we think, it doesn't matter what we think because God has poured out a measure of faith in our heart. We always have it. And we have to remember that when times come and we're ambushed with a lot of problems in life that we don't have to work our way back to faith if we feel like we've gone too far from disbelieving, unbelieving, being in doubt from God. We don't go back and try to find faith again. We, we remind ourselves, I already have faith. 
I just kind of forgot I had the substance of the gift God already gave me. He measured it to each one of us. You know, and the devil is a liar. He's always going to say we don't have enough faith. We don't walk in faith. And that guy has more faith than you have faith. No, no, no. Every child of God has a measurement of faith deposited in him. And the Lord never takes that back. It is given to us to live from. So that is such a key scripture about our faith. We don't live to faith, hoping we're going to build our faith and get there someday, which won't come. No, we start back with the substance and the facts of God's word. We have a measure of faith to live from. It is in us. It is ours. We can forget if we get away from the word of God. We can forget that. So the, the job of ours is... God has given us faith. He wants us to maintain it, and he wants us to cultivate it, and he wants us to remember every single day that we walk by faith and not by sight. So we are not faith chasers. We live from the measure of faith God has given us. Um, let's see here. Hmm, not working as well as I thought here. Probably better. This is better. Don't mind me. <clears throat> so now we go back to our scripture faith believes in what's not seen this is going to be us living life on purpose like pastor jim started out this whole year we have to live our life on purpose but it's based completely on god's word <clears throat> so let's think about all the things that our faith believes in that we don't see we don't see the Lord Jesus. We don't see the Holy Spirit. We don't see God. We don't see um, his angels. We don't see his kingdom. We don't see his throne. We don't see heaven. We don't see his blood. We don't see the empty tomb. We don't see the cross. We don't see all these things, but they're revealed to us in God's word that makes them tangible. And the best way to make God's uh, faith, make our faith tangible is to immerse ourselves in the word of God. If we get into the places of the Bible and we get into the, the, um, the things that take place in the Bible, our faith grows exponentially. We get in there and we stand next to Jesus hanging on the cross. We stand next to the empty tomb. We get in the word of God and get the substance of our faith, make it just so real. How about the throne of God? How about when we pray, we use the substance of our faith according to God's word and we see him as he is on his throne. Talk about the substance of our faith. When we believe the word of God, we immerse ourselves in it. We step into the word of God and let it be what it's supposed to be, part of us. So the, um, the reality of heaven and, and the, the reality of angels, how different will we walk if we realize we're walking with angels? But this is a substance and it's a truth and it's a reality. But look what happens when our, our faith grows just by us talking about the realities that we don't see. It makes it a substance because faith is a substance of things not seen. It is evidence of things hoped for. 
It's all absolute truth. Just because we don't see doesn't make it any less real. The devil's a liar. I want to say that like 47 times because we walk by faith and not by sight. But the reality of our faith is such a substance. But we step into the word of God. Wow, things change. How about when we pray, we're just right there at the throne. Boldly come to the throne of grace. You know, just wait there at his throne, you know. So, oh, the reality and subject is so tangible as we believe and immerse ourselves. <clears throat> so we do need to maintain and grow our faith in the Lord. Lord, what God tells us in Romans 10, 17, he says, Now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we can say then the word of God, if we keep hearing and hearing the, the word of God, then faith shows up. But we already have it. So it just gets bigger and gets more magnified because faith comes, it arrives. So the key is hearing with our heart. We don't want God's word like bouncing off our ears. It will be of no good. We could listen to it all day if we're not uh, welcoming his word into our heart and letting it penetrate our being for our faith to rise. So we need to welcome God's word into our heart like we welcomed him into our heart. He is not separate from his word. It is his voice. It is his heartbeat. It is his breath. It is his spirit. Jesus says the words I speak are spirit and life. When we receive the word of God as spirit and life, we are changed. Our faith will grow exponentially. And Jesus also said in Matthew 4, 4, <clears throat> he says, here he is, he's actually answering the evil one, but it's a word for us. He says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Our bread is for our natural man to be sustained, but the word of God is for our spirit man, for our heart to be fed and nourished. God calls his word bread. That's something we need to digest, which means it comes into us and becomes part of us. So the word of God is our manna for the day, our daily bread. So his words dwelling in our hearts through faith are what is going to shape our beliefs. So we need so much of the word of God so the world doesn't shape us. We want to be shaped by the word of God. So um, our faith is in God himself who speaks through his word, but we want to um, make sure we allow these pages of the Bible to bring us to the Lord of the Bible. The, this, is, um, this is God's heartbeat. We don't want to ever separate God from his word. Um, Hebrews 12, 2 says, we are to look unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So right there, what a picture we have. Jesus sitting down right by the, the throne of God, by, uh, at the throne by God. But he is our author. So that's another substance that Jesus wrote the book for us so we would know his heart, his will, his way, to know the unseen realities that are real to us. So we ever read the word of God, we're looking to hear what the Lord has to say. So it's not just words on paper, but it's his voice and his heartbeat and his love and his power. So our, our faith is all in our, um, in our relationship with Almighty God. It's our father-child relationship. So how our faith started, we can look at Ephesians 2, uh, 8 and 9. 
It says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So we look at that, God offered us grace. And I love the acronym for grace, if you ever heard it. God's riches at Christ's expense. That's grace, it's a free gift. It's absolutely undeserved by us, but God puts it, be, put it before us as an absolute free gift that grace is. But then we are saved through the faith. We didn't even have faith to be saved, but God saw our heart turning to him. He drops down faith for us as we receive his grace and we are instantly saved because he gave us the faith for the grace that he gave us as a free gift. So our faith started the second we started turning towards the Lord Jesus and down comes faith. God sealed us with his grace. So, um, and, and Galatians 3.26 says, for you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. It's all through, through faith that we are in this relationship with Almighty God. And what happened also at the time uh, that we received Jesus is Hebrews 4.2 makes a, a clear distinction of what happens with a believer and an unbeliever that hear the same word. Uh, Hebrews 4.2 says, For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So our, our response to God's word is always to stir in faith, always to stir in faith, believe before we even try to understand because we know it's the only book of truth there is, it's the only wisdom from heaven that there is. So we decide to believe before we even understand it. Like God, we are called believers. That's what God calls us. So we are believing what we read even way before we understand it. We say, my father loves me. This is my father's word to me. I wanna hear his heart. I wanna grow in loving him and obedience to him. So we want to keep stirring in faith all the time to believe before we even get it. Because then you know the Holy Spirit's the one that's going to help us understand. So let's look at a couple of things that faith is not. <clears throat> faith is not faith in faith. I've heard people like say faith works and I sort of get it, but it's, it's the God who works in response to our faith. So we don't want to say per se faith, faith, we have faith in faith. We have faith in God and our faith enables him to do the works that he does. Uh, saying faith in faith does not give glory to God. So our mouths are to be given glory to God. When we say our faith is in God, that's given him glory. So we want to make sure our words speak the glory for his name. So, um, also too, so key to remember, we hit so many storms of life, um, our faith is not our feelings. It is absolutely not. Our feelings can go all over the place. You know, we do sense God's presence, and that's really a spirit response more than our five senses. Our five senses, we don't like smell God, you know what I mean? It's not a, um, our senses, it's a faith response by our spirit man. Um, it's so our feelings, they're not trustworthy. That's the best way I can say it, because we live by our feelings. We are all 
all over the place. And that is not standing on the rock of Jesus Christ. You know, we have to stand on his words and tell our feelings to come in line with the word of God. Circumstances, they can overwhelm us, but we can't go by the feelings that come with undesirable things because they'll take us in all the wrong places. Uh, so, um, and also too, we don't have blind faith. I, that expression, those two words should not even go together. Um, we don't see with our eyes, but that does not mean we don't see. God gives us a spirit man that sees things in our understanding that, um, that is not blind. We were blind uh, and now we see. We were lost and now we're found, you know? But this is a spirit realm that God gives us eyes of faith that sees things as um, in, in, in the ways that um, the natural man cannot because God's spirit in us gives us discernment in, in the spirit realm that uh, makes things make sense that don't make sense to someone else. It's all about, our faith is all about the, the spirit realm that we walk in every day. Uh, so the, the, the Bible is the lens that we look through this world and it makes things make sense to us. We can understand things that don't make sense to other people because we have the word of God explaining why things happen. So our faith is not blind at all. It absolutely has spirit eyes. <clears throat> so, our, so our faith is not sight. That we have to remember too. Faith is an action before it is seen. And we'll see that all through the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, faith is what God works from, works through. We'll see time after time after time that, um, that it is faith first. Uh, and then we see the response of God. So faith is, as it says in Hebrews 11:1, 1, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith also is, this is important for us to realize that faith is an act of our will by God's Spirit. You know, we don't sit around kind of like and wait for God to move us, wait to get faith, that type of thing. This is, our Christian walk is very active, very active in the Lord. Faith is an act of our will that we just choose to believe according to God's word. We don't have blind faith where we just believe anything, anywhere with no foundation. We have a faith that sees in the spirit according to God's word by the act of our will. We just choose to believe. We, that's in our will. God gave us a will and we surrender that to the Lord and pick up his will to agree with his word. So we respond in faith to God's word by the act of our will. That's important to realize that we are not to go to and fro. We are to be responding by faith. So we live from faith and not to faith. You know, if we're lacking faith, we just need to remind ourselves we have the faith and that we just got distracted or we got so overwhelmed with circumstances, which I know when that happens, when the storms come out of nowhere and you're attending 14 different details, you just uh, need to attend to those 14 different details. We gotta remind ourselves in those midst that we have the faith for it because God is with us through every storm we have ever been with. He is with us always. <clears throat> so whenever we find if we're losing faith, we just instantly, stop ourselves and we by the act of our will say oh God gave me faith I live from the faith he gave me I don't have to go find it in the storms of life 
So uh, Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 is a great scripture. Talks about our inner man that needs strengthening. And it really does. Our eyes and everything are open to so much of a broken, fallen world that want to steal our faith all the time. So many discouraging things we see in this world that want to steal our faith and, and, and um, come into our hearts. And we are going to be the gatekeepers of our heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So Ephesians 3, 16 and 17, that God, this is a great prayer for us, that Lord, that you would grant us according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you would be rooted and grounded in his love. So we know God dwells in our heart. Sometimes we have to remember that the king of glory, the hope that's within us is the, is the Lord himself dwelling within us. And that he just refreshes our faith. You know, we get weary. We need to be strengthened in our inner man. And that comes from his word. We get, we get strength from God's word we don't even realize. Or his word is doing a work in us that we don't even realize. But we trust him to be doing what he's doing. So um, in our walking by faith, we are always walking by faith and not by sight. If we walk by sight, it is very, very destructive. Our faith gets us above where we're supposed to be seated with Christ in heavenly places. But I just want to look at this, this scripture that talks about Abraham with his faith over sight. Uh, Romans 4 verses 19 through 21. This is Abraham saying, he was not being weak in faith. He was not weak in faith. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God <laughs> through unbelief. So unbelief right here, God's telling us, is going to make us waver. We want to guard against unbelief all the time. But, and, and he almost, to me, in the natural realm, had every reason to have unbelief. He's 100 years old, and so is his wife, and her womb is dead, as he just said here. But he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was about, uh, he was able to perform. So this is, this is our place of faith against all odds, against everything we might see in the natural. If God says something, he's going to do it, you know. And this is um, such a fully convinced. That's the, the, the power of our faith. When we are fully convinced God keeps his promises, that the promises are yes and amen for us, that he's the keeper of the promises. He's the one that performs his word, not us, that we have a great um, confidence in him, that we are convinced that he cannot fail us. So faith always gives God's glory um, because uh, the natural, um, because the natural cannot make sense of it. This is so true. The natural, what we see in the natural can make, um, uh, can be very discouraging, but it, it, uh, faith is always above the natural. So in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, God says, we walk by faith and not by sight. And that is a real small verse with a really huge impact if we really look at that. 
You know, as believers, our walk should look different from the walk of the world because we're walking by faith in Almighty God. What if we're walking with the substance of the presence of Almighty God? We're walking with it with the, um, the substance of his angels. What if we're walking in pure and utter faith in what God's going to do regardless of any circumstance we have? We are going to have his overruling peace in our life because our walk will be different from the world that has no hope and does not have the peace of God rolling. So if we are um, believers in the substance of God's faith of even of peace, that we will have a different walk from the world. Our walk of faith will also have a confidence in the Lord that will be revealed in us. He reveals our walk should reveal um, a lifestyle of faith that reveals Christ in us, like the hope of glory. Um, so, so our, our faith uh, is, the faith also is all that God has for us, all his realm of blessing he has for us, the faith to believe him from great and big and mighty things, but it's also too, we need the faith to walk this life out, this faith to obey God, this faith to love God, this faith to obey God's purposes on earth. You know, we want all the faith of God's blessings, but he wants our faith to live out back towards him. So our walk gives him glory. God tells us so much about our life being very active for him. He says, uh, talking about faith, in James 2, verse 26, he says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, and that's who we used to be, uh, so faith without works is dead. We're not talking about, um, about the works themselves. We're talking about our heart with the Lord. That's all, all our faith is about is our heart in the Lord. Let's look at Ephesians uh, 2, verses 4 and 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. So Christ came into our lives, into our spirit man, the moment we said yes to Jesus Christ, raised us from the spiritual dead to life now and forevermore. And we have the living Christ that lives within us. That's Christ in us that wants to be shown to the world. There's no way that our faith can be faith without works because Christ is living and active in us, wants to live and act through us to reveal himself to the people that we encounter. So there's no way faith can ever be, be, um, be dead because we're the living God within us. So our response to this salvation that God has is to be living and active for him and by him and through him and to him. So our faith response to this great eternal gift of salvation is, Lord, I want to walk with you. I want to work for you. I want to walk about you. I want to talk about you. I want to be about you. It's all about you. You know, that's, so our faith will have an outward expression somehow where we are serving the Lord, speaking about the Lord, talking about the Lord. We are all about the Lord because <clears throat> we remember how great a price the Lord Jesus paid for our salvation that he purchased us and we are no longer our own. We are no longer our own. We are purchased by God. We are now his children that live as children of God. <clears throat> And we know too with God's word, 
He's living and active. His word is living and active. And it's within us that we are going to be living and acting through his word. For uh, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and it's powerful. So God's word in us is going to make us living and powerful because we are responding by faith to his word. We are going to let it dwell in us richly that it comes out as an expression of who he is. We are a revealer of, to the world of who God is. Many folks are looking at, have you heard that expression that we are the Bible many people are reading? You know, there's faith is going to be expressed through us by our response to life. So we look again at our... Um, our Hebrews 11:1 1 verse our faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen well our bible does not look like a sword of the spirit but that's we grasp by faith. It's a sword of the spirit. Jesus showed us how to weld that. It is written against everything the devil threw at him. You know, it's a sword of the spirit. So, and also we know God's word does um, deal with our own heart where we have stuff in there that needs to be cut out and, and done away with. So, so, um, so, and also us as believers, uh, we walk by faith in a fallen world. And we got to remember that um, we are now citizens of heaven. And that is a distinction of people that we walk by every day that are citizens only of this earth. We have the kingdom of God with us. We have the king with us. We are citizens representing his kingdom. So this is... Um, this is walking by faith amongst unbelievers. We are reflecting Christ as a substance of Christ. Um, the word of God tells us that we are the actual fragrance of Christ to people we encounter. So we are imparting something of the Lord Jesus to people we encounter. So our faith being a substance should almost be on the tip of our tongue if someone asks us for the reason for our hope. You know, because there's a reason God has us walking on this earth as pilgrims amongst so many unbelievers to, to spread the love of Jesus. So, so we got to remember, though, that all unbelievers um, are spiritually blind and cannot see and cannot believe as we believe. They have a veil of unbelief over them just like we had when we had the veil of unbelief over us before. Like the Bible says, the minute we believe in Christ, the veil is removed and we can see in the spirit that we couldn't before. So when we encounter those that don't know Christ yet, we have to picture them with blinders from the God of this age, with a veil of unbelief over them. And it's the Lord that does the breakthrough. We have word of the life to share with them. God's the one that pulls the veil away and he removes the blinders. But we can agree with God and pray that for those that are in unbelief, that God, you would do the breakthrough, Lord God. You would open their heart to you. You would pull off the blinders. You would remove the veil. You know, we, we were all at one time this person that was in ignorance and that was in, in, in blindedness and was, uh, had a veil of unbelief over us. So let's always remember that we were, we were, we're all the same. You know, the word in God, the, God's word tells us we're all made from one blood. 
That tells us we're all just people God loves, that we all have a heart and a soul. We are the ones that know the way to life, and that's Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, because no one comes to the Father except through him. We have the bread of life to offer those hunger, hungering and thirsting for eternity with the Lord. So um, God has given us this faith to share. And it is fully active in our heart. And it's always, God is always working that we would share the faith that we have. So we got to remember though too, in this world, uh, the world cannot understand. um, And we will be mocked for our faith just like Jesus was, just like every person is mocked for their faith because it's a mocking spirit behind it. It's the evil one who's the mocker. We got to realize that. He just speaks through people, you know, because he's got a hold on unbelievers. So we got to realize that um, that's where unbelievers are. But God makes our faith a substance in 1 Corinthians 2.14. Um, makes it so clear that the natural man, that's the, the one that has yet to believe, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. We have kingdom information. We have insider information because we're in the kingdom. Those outside the kingdom don't have this information. I believe so many people don't believe because they just don't know what there is to believe. They have not heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who would ever turn down that God so loves you, so loves you, wants you to be his son and daughter, wants you with him in eternity in heaven? Who would ever not want that? You know, there's so many that just don't know. And I realize too, you know, as God's children, we must lay down our reputation and pick up Christ's, you know, because the mocking spirit's out there, but Christ can handle the mocking spirit. If we're in our own reputation, we won't handle the mocking spirit. We won't. We'll be, we'll be offended and whatever it might be, brought in shame. But we walk out with the, um, with, uh, with the reputation of Jesus Christ. He handles the mocking spirits. He handles the rejection. He's already been mocked and rejected. He knows all about it. But we, are, um, we can withstand the ambush of the enemy when we have Christ on. The Lord tells us to put on Christ. It's because he wants to show Christ to the world. And he wants it to be like our armor. Because the armor of God actually is Christ. You know, so... Um, So we think about, you could go through the whole Bible and think about all the people that were mocked for their faith. A a prime one that always rings in my heart is Noah. I can't even imagine being in his shoes. Here's a man told to build an ark that all these animals are going to come into and uh, there's never been rain or anything like that. So here he is. I I think I would have a hard time for a a week of ridicule and abuse. You're building a massive ark for a bunch of animals, and and it's going to rain. Well, it's sunshine. It's never rained. And like, really? Well, this didn't happen just a day, a week, a year, or a decade. Noah built this ark for 100 years amongst all the mocking and the jeering and the unbelief everywhere. But he said, God said... God said, God said, and he obeyed and he walked by faith. And boy, God does what he says he's going to do. 
But this is our life too. God also says in his word, these are the days of Noah. You know, we are going to be mocked and rejected, and but we put on Christ because Christ can handle it. You know, we can't in our little limited personalities, but we realize that we are hidden in Christ and Christ can re receive that for us, that we walk by faith. So this faith is a substance. So we need this faith to be such a substance. Also, we know about the angels and heaven and all the good stuff too, but we also have faith as a substance to understand that we know there's spiritual forces of darkness that hates us, hates faith, hates God. So we know the devil is a hater and we are clothed in Christ and makes us strong. So um, we need to be aware uh, to look to observe fruit when we see wicked fruit, we know that's not from our Lord. So we want to be uh, alert and awake to his ways of deception. Because you know, he wants to be a faith stealer. He steals, kills, and destroys everything. I don't care what it is. So keep a hold on your faith. You know, we have it because God gave it to us. But he can lie. Like that's all he does do is wants to lie and say he, our faith is gone because he's a liar. But we go to the word of God and say, oh, got a measure of faith. So he was lying. So we need the word of God. So when the devil comes in with like an ambush, we can say, I got the word of God. I got the sword of the spirit. I know what I have. I know who I am in Christ Jesus because he's always lying, always mocking, always throwing arrows of dart and unbelief. That's what he does because he knows our strength is in our faith. When we believe like a mighty lion, there's nothing that's going to come against us. But when we have a week, if we don't act on our faith, the devil would want to um, would want to shoot more arrows. So we just we just stand against that in the faith of Jesus. So, and if we look too like it, um, also want to just uh, touch base on this about a doubt and unbelief from the perspective of our good good Father. Just to make sure we always understand God's heart the right way. To me, I look at all God's word through the lens of God's love as a father speaks to his child. Um, we'll look at James 1, 5 through 7. It says, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. He gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. The person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. But we got to realize our heart, uh, our Father loves us so much. He knows faith is what's the best for us to believe in him. He knows our best standing in his life is to be in full faith. He doesn't want us to be like the world. Look what happens when doubt comes in. We're going to be like on the wave of the sea, blown and tossed to and fro all over the place. God does not want that for us at all. That's not the victorious life God has for us. So he doesn't want us to have doubt because it's not good for us. Nothing good comes from doubt and unbelief. So our Father wants to make sure we don't enter in there. We can even look at uh, Hebrews eleven six, where it says, Without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If we look at that verse, it makes it seem like we can, can disappoint God. We are his children and he sees us through Jesus Christ. He sees us as his favorites, as the apple of his eye. What he's saying in this verse you think about even a father in a natural. Just, just picture a, a good father that says, 
I have keys to a new car outside. I just need you to believe. And like, I can't believe you have that for me. Well, there sits a father, a good father, with something he wants to give to his child, but he won't believe. So he sits there holding it. I really believe God speaks so much through this verse. He has so much to give us, but it's received by faith. You know, he's a good father, a good, good father with so much to give us. He says right here is a rewarder. That's a gift giver, you know, and he stands there waiting for faith because he's a good father. So let's really believe God that he's a rewarder. He's not disappointed in us. He knows our sins, past, present, and future are nailed to the cross, paid for in full and, and remembered no more. So God looks at us with the eyes of love. He wants the best for our lives. He wants to be glorified in our lives, and it's going to come through faith from our Father who is a rewarder. Um, you know, God can do anything at any time and in any way he wants. He's almighty God. But the principles of faith is that we believe first according to his promises without seeing, and then he moves. It is through and through the word of God. Every person we will see that faith and then is faith on what God said. And they believed and then he, he, then he completed. So um, this is a, a, a great scripture too for us to, to look at in Mark 9.24. But I wanted to start out with 9.23, which I didn't have there. Um, let's, uh, this is two verses we want to enter into the scene, into the word of God, to really understand what God is saying in this scripture. This scripture where Jesus says in Mark 20, um, 9.23, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. And in Mark 9, 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said in tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. We're in this story at the time. Here is a father who has had a son for uh, a, 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 could be two decades under evil torment from a wicked spirit that would take his son, throw him into the fire, make him foam at the mouth. This father, day in, day out, year in, year out, dealed with, dealed with this raging torment, seeing his son he so loves under this wicked torment. You know, he's, and if we get into his shoes of all the struggles uh, that are out there, here Jesus came and said to him, I believe he says this with the deepest love there could be. He says, if you can believe, all things are possible for him who believes. And here is immediately the father of the child cried out in tears. You realize how many years of suffering he went through. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. This is a prayer. This is a prayer to Almighty God. This is the prayer of our heart too. This is a beautiful prayer because we do believe. And there's times where we need to say, help me with my unbelief. And Father God is the place to go if we're lacking in our faith. We don't go the opposite way and run in shame. Our Father stands there ready to help us in our unbelief. I think about all the prodigals that Father God stands with his arms wide open. He's not looking at their unbelief. He's looking at them like they're his children. And that's how he looks at us if we have, have moments of unbelief. And believe me, the spirits of unbelief want to come against us. So we, we say this beautiful prayer, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Because we are believers and we live from faith. But this world has some raging storms that come against all of us. This man was living probably two decades of storms, you know. So um, 
So this is just a beautiful, a beautiful prayer of of faith for belief. Our Father is our helper. He is our Savior. He's our ever-present help in trouble. We get into any kind of unbelief, doubt, sin. We run to the Father. We don't run away. Our shame is paid for in full. Our condemnation is paid for in full. We have a Father forever, no matter what we do. The, the, The saying that there's nothing we can do that makes God love us any less, and there's nothing we can do that's going to make him love us anymore. His love is so supernatural, unconditional, not once, not one chain or rope tied. It's all his love. So as a believer, we want to pray like this. And we always got to trust in the Lord who is faithful and unchanging. Jesus says in 2 Timothy 2.13, even if we're faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. So these storms of life can truly uh, grab us um, in all different ways. And the enemy can come in like a flood like he does. But we look and see uh, in Ephesians 6.16 what God helps us to do in the midst of battles. He says in all, all the armor pieces that he lays out for us to, to use, he says, above all, above every single thing, take the shield of faith in which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. You know, we're down and we're having hard times in our life. The enemy's just shooting more hours at us. You know that. God says your faith will be the shield against the lies of the wicked one. So, and you know what, too, our our faith always comes under God's lordship. We got to remember that, too. Our faith in the word of God comes under his lordship. The things we believe, we say like Jesus, not my will be done, but your will be done, God. Whatever you have, I want your will over my own will. And God also tells us so many scriptures about waiting on him through his promises. Even Hebrews 6.12 says, Do not become sluggish, but imitate those through faith and patience. That's when you will inherit the promises. God has faith and patience together. You know, we wait on the Lord. Many problems we have, we tend to wait on the problem to go away. But really, we want to wait on the Lord to help us get the problem away. So through all our faith, our faith is hand in hand with trusting God. Trusting God when things don't make sense. We purpose to trust the Lord with our faith. All our ups and downs in life. Sometimes our faith goes up and down. But the one thing is steady is God's promises, his presence, his unconditional love. All is unchanging. Um, okay, so I just... So our father, as, as a giver, we've been through that. And we remember that our faith is receiving everything that he freely gives because we are his pleasure. We are always his pleasure as his children that he freely gives. Um, let's see. And this is what God thinks about our faith. You know, this is a great, beautiful substance. We can think of, of, of gold as being just such a fine uh, treasure and nothing's above that. But look what God says in 1 Peter 1.7. He says that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold. This is our substance to realize that our faith can't even be described in natural terms. We might think of, um, 
as, as faith being indescribable, God said it's even greater than gold, that it's undescribable, that it's tested by fire, that our faith may be to the praise and the honor and the glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. How great it is when we meet the Lord face to faith and be found faithful. Oh, it's just going to be so beautiful. So uh, the other thing too about the family of God as we do faith together. We have our own unique relationship with God, one of a kind that no one else has. But we do faith together. I so believe why God says, do not forsake the assembly of believers. Because when we come together, we can impart grace to each other, impart faith to each other. We can impart hope. We can pray. We can give a hug. We can give encouragement. Us even just being together where we realize it or not increases our faith. You know, it increases our faith to know that we are in this faith walk together. So when we come to church, it is so great. Before we even come, we come to worship the Lord and grow and all that. We had a plan to see how can I bless someone else in their faith walk when I come to church. I remember one, one place I used to go on a regular basis, and I would say I got a little bit of kind of tired of going but the Lord told me he says well it's not always what you get what are you going to give I got to tell you that changed my perspective I got very excited to go to something I lost interest in because how can I give something to someone else how can I build them up how can I encourage them give them faith give them hope give them a hug pray with them how can we do this God and believe it or not we don't even know it but we're reaping and sowing faith as we're doing that with someone else our faith is growing we don't even know it because we're doing what God calls us to do, to be brothers and sisters in Christ and encourage one another. Uh, so we're short on time here. Okay, so <clears throat> uh, just to give you one example I had uh, where lack of time where just for my, my own walk of faith, where this faith became a substance that I had never experienced before, and it surprised me. My, um, my father struggled uh, with a lot of health issues and died when he was 93, so God gave him a good long life and all. But I'll tell you, when my dad passed into glory, God gave me a substance of faith, of joy, exponential joy, it was radical joy that I couldn't even explain. I'll tell you, loss is hard. I make, make no, no, uh, nothing about loss. Loss is very hard anytime we lose a loved one. But this was a supernatural joy that I couldn't even explain because I had this substance, substance of heaven of where my father was. I started just going into the glory of heaven with God on his thrones and 10,000 times 10,000 of angels worshiping God and all the believers up there and my father's up there. I'll tell you, you want your faith to be a substance. Get yourself in the word of God. Picture it as the substance because that's a reality. That heaven is a real place just like the homes we go to tonight. It's a real substance of our faith. But God just deposited an exponential joy that made no sense. I actually, sounds crazy, I almost had to apologize to people at the service because I couldn't contain my joy. And that, that is unnatural because it's supernatural faith in the realms of that because he's not there. 
he is risen. You know, my dad wasn't there. And the joy of knowing he's in the, he has the reward of his faith. He's in the presence of God forever. And I'll see him again. But that was a substance I couldn't even explain. I didn't even ask for it. God just dropped it into my spirit that the joy was, um, it still is so, so big. Um, so all glory to God. This is what our faith does. It, it's in the faith realm that we get built up and strengthened. So uh, at the end of this teaching, I just want to leave us with uh, two things real quick. Just as a beautiful uh, section of faith here in 1 Peter 1, 3 through 9, talking about our heavenly inheritance. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved for you in heaven. It's reserved. That's a substance. And who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And in this you greatly rejoice, though for a little while, if need be, you have grieved by various trials. Our time on earth is just a little while. So that in verse 7, the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be tested by faith, may be found to praise and honor and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 8 is important. Um, whom we have not seen, yet we love. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This this was the inexpressible joy, and I'm not even there. I was just picturing my dad there. This is what happens with our faith when we enter into the Word of God and make it our reality, not this world that we live in. The reality is the spirit realm. We are just pilgrims here. Our reality is our Father we can't see. All that we don't see is, uh, is enormous um, that we have that one day this walk of faith will be sight. This is what we're talking about. That day is going to be sight. We won't know what to do with ourselves. It'll be so crazy good. So here's a great question just to answer real quick. If someone asks, you know, how we have faith, we have all our answers from the Word of God. We try to think, well, Jay, like, how do you describe faith and all that stuff? God makes it concrete. We like the facts of God's Word that makes it our substance. We're, and we're told to always be ready to give the answer for the hope that we have. We can say, well, God gave me faith. So that's, it's not about us. I got to tell you, we even think, oh, I have faith today. No, we, we are living from the faith God gave us. He measured it to us. He instantly gave us faith the minute we wanted grace and we got it forever. So let's just take a quick glance. So we have the answers. When someone says, oh, how do you have faith or why do you have faith? Oh, God gave it to me. You know, they're not going to get it if they're an unbeliever anyway, but it's going to really get them thinking, you know. But this is truth because we're speaking truth. He gave me a measure of faith. So um, let's just end with a glance at what believing in the Son of God and his salvation did. Our yes to Jesus Christ opened up the kingdom of God to us. So we say, God, he gave us our birth. He gave us our new birth. 
He gave us grace. He gave us peace. He gave us his mercy. He gave us complete forgiveness of sins for all eternity. He gave us his righteousness. He gave us his spirit. He gave us all his love, poured out his whole love into our hearts. He gave us his presence. He gave us his word. He gave us his promises. He gave us this life. He gave us eternal life. He has given us the kingdom of heaven with him and so much more that we don't even have time to give him glory for all he has given us. The Lord gave him gave himself for us, the love sacrifice for our sins that our sins that separated us from a holy God. We are saved through faith alone in Christ Jesus. This is some of the substance of our faith. We have a whole book of substance of our faith that we enter into to walk from what is really real. What we see is all temporary. What we don't see is eternal and is real, more real than we realize. So we want to give God glory for the faith he has measured into us. We're just going to ask him to help us grow our faith as we partner with him. We don't sit and just let him grow our faith. We meditate on the word of God. We make it our life because it make the word of God our life because it's God's voice. So we, we live from the place of faith from the Lord Jesus Christ and make it our substance. And I almost felt like the Lord was saying, you know, give me some faith and watch me go. You know, I just really have that in my spirit. And I remember last year, God saying, like, we don't have time for unbelief. We really don't. Nothing good comes from doubt and unbelief. Faith, God moves and does miracles. So I believe as we partner with God in faith and enter into his presence and his word and believe him for the unimaginable, I'm believing God's going to do the unimaginable. It's what he does. It's who he is. He's the only one that can do it. So we got to go to him and give him glory. So let's just uh, pray real quickly. Father God, we are just so thankful, Father, that you've given us your spirit, given us faith, given us everything we need for life and godliness, Lord God. We thank you, God, that you never leave us or forsake us, Lord God. We thank you, God, that we are yoked with you, Lord Jesus Christ, so closely, Lord God, that we walk this walk of faith out with you, Lord Jesus, and we don't walk by sight. Lord, we need you to help us every step of the way, Lord God, one day at a time, Lord God. I know that's what you measure to us, Lord God. We know we can do this with you by our side one day at a time, God, walking by faith and giving you glory and expecting you to show yourself off in our midst. I thank you for this church, this church body. I thank you for this precious family of God in this church. I thank you for the unity that's here, Lord God. I thank you that we link arms in faith with you, almighty God, and believe you for greater and wonderful things, Lord God. And we just stand and give you all honor and glory and praise, for it is yours alone, King Jesus. We love you and give you glory. Amen.